Hi, I'm Paddy Scalzo, and I welcome you to today's broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub. Brought to you from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. The fellowship at Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle believes it is so important in today's church to study the holy word God has given us, especially at a time when solid Bible teaching is not always emphasized as it should be. And with this focus, we present these programs taken from our Sunday service. The current sermon was delivered several years back as part of the Heavenly Authority series taught by our pastor, Greg Scalzo. So now, let's get our Bibles, unless, of course, you are driving, as my husband begins the Sunday message. Today, I'm going to accelerate forward uh, in the Authority series. We'll return next time, Lord willing, to our study of Saul. We're still in the Authority series but I felt yesterday that the Lord wanted me to move ahead for today in a topic that directly impacts into the study we're doing on heavenly authority. And I want to try to begin to answer the question, what's wrong with the church today? What's wrong with the church today? And I think most of us know there's something a little off in the church as a whole. This week, the 700 Club had a report about pastor burnout and Pat Robinson was saying how he felt through the Lord that a tremendous time of revival was coming for the church but that it was extremely important to pray uh, for the state of the American pastor that pastors are tired that they're going in so many different directions he said to pray for their families there's a lot of divorce there's problems with uh, marriages in the clergy the families, the children, a tremendous amount of prayer, he said, needed to be given for the revival to come because the average American pastor is going in a million different directions and the churches are suffering. They're not prepared, they're not set for what the Lord wants to do. And what I think he said there applies not only to pastors, but also to some lay people who are doing the work of the Lord, and they too are going in a million different directions, and they're busy, they're giving sacrificially to their churches, they're giving of their time, they've given, they've done, and they're doing, they're doing ministry work, and they're doing, and they're doing, and they're doing, and they just can't do anymore. And they're burned out also. And they come to the end of themselves. And he was saying how the American pastors and their wives are coming to the end of themselves, and it's it's a symptom that's throughout America. It's not one isolated denomination, one isolated church. So why is it like this? And I think the Bible is extremely clear about the reason for this. If you look with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4, he says, the Apostle Paul says, there are diversities of gifts. There are different types of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries or of services, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities or of workings or of operations, but it is the same God who works all in all. So the one God does all things. The Spirit gives you the gifts. The Lord designates your ministries that you do for him. 
and the one God has the plan for each one. Everyone has a different plan for their lives, for the operation, the working of that ministry. Two people could have the same ministry, but one works out one way and one it works out another way. He says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Now notice the reason why we're gifted. For the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another uh, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. And Lord willing, when we go through the New Testament, we're going to speak about these gifts. Verse 11 says, But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to, look at the word, to each one individually as he wills. To each. Go back to verse 7. It says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. To each. So everyone has something. To each. Everyone has something they're supposed to do if they're saved, if they're a believer in Jesus Christ. Everyone has some type of gift the Lord wants to give them. Doesn't mean they have it. Some type of ministry they're supposed to be in doesn't mean they're in it. And a blueprint for their lives, and it doesn't mean they're following it. But God has it for each, to the profit of all. If you read down verse 12, he says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. And he gives the example of the symbolism of a body. It's one body. And it belong, your body belongs to you. The church belongs to Jesus. It's his body. And as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body being many are one, so also is Christ. Every person in the church is supposed to be part of the body of the Lord Jesus. It says in verse 13, For by one spirit, by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. By one spirit, we were all, notice these words, each, each is given. All of us were baptized into one body. Now, if you remember when we looked at the book of Hebrews, and keep your hand here, let me just read you the scripture so it makes it easier. In Hebrews chapter 5, and verse 12, the writer says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. So he's telling the Christians they should know better. They should desire now the solid food of righteousness, but they still need to be educated on the milk. And he goes on to say in verse 1 of chapter 6, Therefore, leaving the discussions of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of. And he goes on to review things that they should know extremely clearly and do not need to be taught over and over again so that they can get on with righteousness. They should have these memorized. They should know them. They should be able to teach them themselves. And he gives the founding principles of our faith. He says, repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Verse 2 of chapter 6, of the doctrine of baptisms, 
of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. If we can move on and now build on that, he says we'll do it, but you need to know the milk at least. And in that milk of the teaching is the doctrine of baptisms, the teachings of baptisms. And notice that it's plural, not baptism, not the teaching of baptism. It's the teaching of baptisms, plural. Okay. Well, we know that when we're baptized in water, when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ, we are immersed by a man into water. And that water is symbolic of Jesus Christ himself. We're saying that we're going into no one else, that we're immersing our lives in, we're giving our lives into the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's the beginning of our salvation, what we believe we confess. And as we confess it to the world, as we're baptized, we proclaim to the heavenlies we belong to the Lord Jesus. That's water baptism. We all are familiar with water baptism. Paul says in Galatians 3.27, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. In Romans 6, 3, he says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? We're going into him, into his death and his resurrection. Acts 2, 38 says, Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, the forgiveness of sins every one of us, to be baptized into Jesus Christ. And then he says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that brings us to the second baptism. Remember the doctrine of baptisms, the water baptism, proclaiming our salvation, Jesus Christ, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11 it says, that the Baptist, John the Baptist, said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, the water baptism. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He, who is he speaking about? Jesus Christ. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So the Lord Jesus Christ is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. A man baptizes us in water, but Jesus Christ himself supernaturally baptizes us into the Holy Spirit, immerses us into the Holy Spirit. The baptisms in Luke chapter 24. In Luke chapter 24 and verse 49, upon his resurrection he says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father, that's the Holy Spirit, upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. I send, he says. Jesus sends. He is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts chapter 1 and verse 4, it says, And being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And we know the great day of Pentecost, after Jesus ascends up to the Father, he pours out, he baptizes his disciples, and they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, we know that some Christians stop at the first baptism, right? 
uh, consciously or unconsciously. They don't want to go too far into the other baptism. They don't like to talk maybe too much about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus baptized them, there was power, there were gifts, there was anointing for service. And sometimes some Christians leave it up, well, I'm saved, and that's it, I was baptized in water enough. And they don't take it the next step. They don't seek with all their hearts. They may feel they are, but it's not something they really relish or ask and seek and knock. The promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit. So there is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But what I'm telling you today from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where we started, there is another baptism. There's a baptism in water into Jesus Christ. There's a baptism by Jesus into the Holy Spirit. And then what do we just read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 13? For by one Spirit, we were all baptized into one body. We know it is terribly difficult to find the time to write in today's fast-paced world. But if you could find the time to drop us a postcard, your words of encouragement would be a real blessing. Our address is Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And as always, we welcome you to join us at our church service. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. May the Lord's presence overflow in your life as you serve Him.